should I try John? Should I play the should I play the theme song or should can you actually try to recreate the theme song uh, using the three chords that you know from uh, can't? <laughs> yeah. Two. Uh, Sorry, the two, no. two, can't do that shit. And then we're my two, my with two camp chords. The rest of the. <laughs> I was oh, just I wish... saying I got a sunburn today. It's the most exciting thing that's happened to me. Oh, I got a sunburn the other day too. Like a yay! Like a, it's just something to think about, you know. I yeah, love it's just, it. It's it's it the amazing. the sun's the only thing that's judged you in the past. Exactly. This is the high tech shit I have to do now. <laughs> John, play along with your guitar. (laughs) I'm so confused by what's going on here. (laughs) I feel like I'm in purgatory. I just made Georgie cry and then Austin's doing this wild shit. Wow, welcome. Welcome to Sliding My Podcast. (laughs) The Sex Love and Dating Podcast where we interview random people that we match with on dating apps. We discuss... We discuss. That's not what we do. We discuss... When we discuss weird, embarrassing stuff that's happened to us and regale each other with stories about romance, sex, and everything in between. My name is Austin. With me are my co-hosts, John. Hey, guys. And Georgie. Yeah, that, that is me. Georgie, are you okay? Yeah, I'm doing really well. <laughs> Our guest today, Tommy. How are you? Hi, I'm doing really well. Just hey, having welcome, a lot Tom. of fun, doing nothing every day, and drinking a lot of fun every day. Oh, his well. father's expensive wine. Yes, I am. That's what do we have today? <laughs> what's, the, what's the drink of choice today? It is a fisheye Pinot Noir. This is actually, I got down to our not expensive wine. This is a fisheye Pinot Noir from South Australia. Ooh. Southeastern Australia. Oh, you know, because you know what Eastern Australia is known for? Their wine. Their wine, not their bogans, not oh, Mr. Oh, G, oh, not Summer oh, High. <laughs> I, I will say, yes, Georgina? Sorry, never mind. Continue. Yeah. I um, feel like I look like a gremlin. Oh, God. Sorry. Oh, I'm just a stinky little gremlin. Okay, continue. Sorry. Is this like, is this like some like role play you're trying to do? There's like some stinky <laughs> little gremlin. Tommy, I, I am disappointed because uh, when we were when we were on Instagram before uh, video chatting to try to get all the technical stuff set up, you did say that you were going to forego the glass and just drink out of the wine bottle. Um, yeah. I did do that. I figured that if I'm going, I didn't realize that I was going to be recorded, so I figured that I had to stay face a little bit. Well, everyone's everyone's so. braver over Instagram. It's fine. Yeah, everybody's braver. This is good. <laughs> All right. So I Tom- did drink this bottle. This oh. is a new bottle. I was drinking this bottle earlier out of the bottle, but now I have this. Bottle. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. I, it's it's, like, it's the evening. Colorful. We have to be classy yeah. now. Yeah. It's five o'clock. It's past, yeah. Yeah. We're winding down. We're getting yeah. towards nighttime. Getting towards nighttime. It's great. Everything's lovely. Oh, what's your deal? Yeah, give us <laughs> my deal. Just, yeah, yeah. Just give us a little background about who you are. Uh, I'm Tommy. Uh, Hell yeah. This, what is my deal? Oh, God. Um, <laughs> yes. I am a person. I am a senior at Tufts, or, or was a senior at Tufts um, until about last month. Uh, I am currently back in Maryland, having been unceremoniously kicked out of Tufts for coronavirus-related reasons. Um, yeah, what is my deal? I was on the swim team at Tufts uh, 
God, I sound like a very collegiate kind of person, but I am now back. I've been watching lots of Killing Eve. I've been watching <laughs> lots of TV. I don't even have an identity anymore. All of it. Sorry, I'm sorry. I, I was just thinking, like these oh, questions yeah. now are just hitting a little bit different. Like yeah, everyone's. Know, like, all of our usual <laughs> questions are a little. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. It's like, who I are like you? That. I don't know. <laughs> I'm a person who goes on my daily state-sanctioned walk once a day. I've discovered that I need to go to walk for, on a walk for like three hours every day to avoid suicide every yeah. day. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I ate a really spicy meal last night. That's exciting. Ooh. Right. Uh, he got a sunburn a, a couple. Of I, days. And I did get a sunburn yeah. a few days ago. That's so right. That's also something to think about. <laughs> yeah. And I've been skulking around on a lot of weird subreddits. That is an identity. <laughs> That is certainly it's, an idea. Yeah. Have you been online quarantine dating? Yes, I've been put. I've been writing a lot of checks over Tinder that my ass cannot cash. Like I have <laughs> promised to hook up with many, many people who I will never see. I have sent butt pics to many people who I have no intention of ever meeting. But I did that before the quarantine. So yeah, um, <laughs> right. It's not really comforting consistency. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's important to maintain normalcy in these trying times, right? Yeah, so exactly. Yeah, be consistent. <laughs> just like how they coped with world the world wars. So. Yeah, send in butt pics. Yeah. <laughs> well, you see, kidding? I have a personal policy against sending dick pics because yeah. who the fuck wants to get a dick pic? Nobody. And mm. I tell myself that I do that and that I'm like a prim and proper lady. And that results in me sending very gratuitous butt pics to many people and <laughs> just broadcasting. I'm like, hey, here's me. Here's my butt crack. Here's my asshole. <laughs> and, but I didn't send you my dick, did I? Yeah, because you're classy. I'm a, very, I'm a perfect gentlewoman. Yeah, I love that. It sips wine. Uh, <laughs> hi, it's me. I'd like to introduce you to my asshole uh, yeah we definitely need to change our questions now for, like for the quarantine i know when's the last time you touched someone <laughs> last time i touched somebody uh the day the day that uh tufts announced that they were canceling the rest of their semester and i decided well originally i so for background i actually don't take classes anymore because i'm a second semester senior and I was just doing internships this semester and I originally, the reason I came back to Maryland, which is where I am now is because I figured it'd be a lot easier to work from home if I had more space and I promptly was laid off from my internship. So I'm now now just kind of, you know, yellow wall, like Charlotte Perkins Gilman, yellow wallpaper woman. (laughs) If any, any English majors who listen to this, yeah, solid, John. solid reference. John's an English John, teacher. yeah, John was yeah. an English teacher, so. <laughs> She's in the paper. <laughs> exactly. Um, but I honestly just lost my train of thought. But you I'm back somebody. here. And last time you touched somebody. Last time, the last time I touched somebody was the day, it was the day that that was announced. Yes. And we That's were talking about the coronavirus. Yeah. Exactly. It was the very last day that I could have been touched. And he, I was actually texting him today. We were talking about the coronavirus and he, like many a gay in a crisis, has bleached his hair in the interim. <laughs> That's fair. And yeah, he, 
and I were talking about the coronavirus, and he was like, well, I'm not scared about the coronavirus. I'm on prep. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I didn't ask him if he was joking or not. I hope he was joking, but I also hope he was not. Oh, my God. It's... Can you imagine, though, if, like, that made you immune to the coronavirus? That would be wild. I mean, the gays think it makes you immune to a lot of th- more things than it actually does make you immune to, so. <laughs> I can't get tetanus. That's I'm it. on prep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, I don't need the typhoid fever shot. <laughs> I don't need to wear a seatbelt. I'm on prep. Yeah. <laughs> Incredible. When was the last time you cried? You don't have to answer that. When was last? I, I am not a crier. I am yeah. more of a sit despondently and stare at the wall kind yeah, of sad person. Yeah. The last time I cried was oh, the last time I cried, um, my ex boyfriend and I had just broken up, mm-hmm. and it was a very toxic relationship. Uh, we, he was. I managed to find like the one person on this planet Earth who was less stable than I am. <laughs> that was our relationship. And the day after we broke up, I decided that it would be hilarious. And when I say hilarious, I mean necessary to drink a bottle of wine and very, very earnestly belt out Green Light by Lord. (gasps) Oh my goodness. In my living room. (gasps) And I finished belting out Green Light by Lord in my living room and I began crying. And there's a video of it circulating around my friend group somewhere. And it was... (laughs) And that that's was, a, I'm not a, I and it is it was very monumental. I am not a yeah. big crier. That's a very cathartic song though. Like if you sing it that really, song with all that's inside of you, you're gonna cry because like that is, yeah. There's something about that song that just there's yeah. A great like despondency about it. Yeah. Despondency and it's about like crying. moving on and stuff. You know what I mean? Yes. Like also. Not, it really is. Yeah, that one and um. I think they're from the same album, but Liability. Yeah, they're, they're that, both from Melodrama. Yeah. yeah. That Liability, that one, I liability like, was is, on one of my daily yeah. walks the other day, and I started to cry because I was like, oh my God, nobody wants to be in my storm. And I was like, Did you know, nobody's <laughs> been around you for like a month now. Like, I don't know. It, that song can make me cry even if it does not fit my circumstances. It's a very emotional song. So what do you think the first thing you do, you're going to do when you get out of quarantine is? What am I going to do? I think the first thing I'm going to do is just like go and like lick a public pole. Yeah. (laughs) Like suck a dick for a solid 38 minutes. And (laughs) I think I'm going to like, I'm going to go on Grindr and... I'm going to block everybody who I foolishly said that I would go meet after quarantine was over, who I had no intention of actually meeting. Yeah. It's a lot. That's like, yeah. Yeah. Plenty of, I don't block people in Grindr that much, honestly, but I have kind of forced my own hand Times are different because I have a, I have a phobia of being mean. (laughs) I'm sure that we can get to this. I have a great story about the time I met Cheryl Hole, who is a drag race UK uh, alumna but I have like a phobia of being mean, so I do not block people often. Okay. But I am going to have to make some yeah. extraordinary desperate, measures. Desperate, yeah, desperate times calls for desperate measures. Yeah, they just you're they're like every corporation has a COVID nineteen policy. They and do. This is yours, and that's okay. 
Yeah, I think I'm just gonna go to like a very crowded place and just like start like dancing. Yeah, <laughs> up close to like a wacky, wavy, arm flailing, inflatable tube man. man. Yes. And then someone starts coughing and everyone fucking bounces. <laughs> well, I before the quarantine happened, I I have a habit. Whenever I see people litter, my usual mo is to step on the back of their foot by accident. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> You have Incredible. a phobia of being me. Also, I love the contrast. <laughs> no, yeah, I love that. Contrast between <laughs> being afraid to block people, but then you step on people's you fucking shoes railroad them. Amazing. Well, Flat my tire. phobia of being mean, if it, it, the like, what changes everything is if I know their name. If I don't know someone's right. name, I would okay. literally stab them in the eye. Right. On the street. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's fair. But if I know their name, I instantly become afraid of being mean in any way shape or form but yeah. what yeah. i started doing like i was walking across um the mit bridge yeah boston shout out and i saw this guy throw a plastic bottle over the this was like probably three days pre-lockdown mm-hmm. and I saw him throw a plastic bottle over the side of the bridge into the river, and I decided to go right behind him, very tiptoe, and I was like, (laughs) (laughs) and coughed very vigorously right next to him, just to, you know, put some uncertainty in his head. Climate change direct action protest right there. I'm basically the Greenpeace movement who destroyed the Nazca lines in Peru. Yeah. You yes. are, yeah. Bill McKibben. Nice shout out. I've been having a lot of weird sex dreams lately. <gasps> okay. All right. Like, please, please elaborate on these on these weird sex dreams. Yes. Uh, do you think they're like quarantine? Most of them have just. Apparently, a bunch of people are having a lot of really weird quarantine dreams. But I. They're not yeah. wet dreams. Okay. They are not wet dreams. Yeah. But. It would be okay. I had. Most of them have just involved like various people. I've various lovers from my past, but one of them. It started out, I was cuddling with my now ex-boyfriend, not the one from the green light. Okay. Okay. Another one. A more recent one. (laughs) Yeah. A more recent one. But I don't even know what happened, but he turned into, does anyone here watch Game of Thrones? Yeah. I've seen it. Yeah. The actor who played Ramsey Bolton (laughs) became my paramour. And he asks me if I this is all in dream he asked me if I wanted to get kinky and I was like "Ooh, I don't know sure <laughs> and the, the until I wake up the rest of the dream proceeds to be him just throwing me WWE style around the room and <laughs> like I fall down and it's in my childhood bedroom of all places because <laughs> that's where I'm sleeping right now and oh my god he throws he just throws me like hand over hand to various corners of my room and then i woke up that was my weird so if you if you if you were doing a freudian analysis of that dream (laughs) uh what would you walk away with i would walk away with the fact that i think that i like trampolines a lot (laughs) and the fact that i do think that that actor is really hot Mm -hmm. even though he plays a fucking psychopath on that show. And he had a, he does have psychopath eyes, even when he's not in that show. But, but is that like kind of hot? Is that like okay? Him. He was typecasted. He was typecasted. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's maybe you're feeling a bit out of control, a bit powerless maybe. about your situation, you know, being tossed around. 
Maybe, maybe. I also think that the offshoot of the fact that I really just like, you know, roller coasters, I like just being lurched about. Yeah. Maybe, maybe the first thing you need to do after quarantine is just find a man who will literally throw like, you around. Throw you around. Find like a nice Miss Trunchbull from the. Yeah. Pig. Exactly. Shot put me by my pigtails. Yeah. <laughs> it's like we're back, you know. So speaking yeah. of speaking of this literally crazy image I have in my head right now, um, before quarantine, what were some like crazy dates or uh, sexual experiences you had? Uh, I worked in London last summer. I, I interned at an NGO there, and about a week or two after I arrived there, I had agreed to go on this date with a guy who, you know, this guy and. I had agreed to go on a date with him and I had gotten home from work on Friday afternoon and really I I was starting to feel like I don't really want to go on this date. I'm really tired. You know, I'm still a little bit jet lagged from yeah. arriving here. But, you know, I figured, you know, you agreed to go on this date. You know, you should go. So I meet the guy. First of all, he agrees to meet me at this bar in he is a Londoner. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, mind you. I am I'm a Londoner. I'm he agrees to meet me at this bar which is exactly in the west end which is like the most tourist jammed area of london and i'm here thinking like i have been here for less than a week and i know not to do that (laughs) and so i was wary on that when he told me where the bar was but i just you know i didn't want to be that's stuck in my hand i didn't want to be a you know negative nelly so i went to this bar with him and I get to this bar, he goes, and the first thing after, you know, we had made our pleasantries and gotten into the bar and ordered our first drinks, he goes, Beyonce or Britney? And I'm like, did you just, like, pick this out of a card of gay talking points? Like, do you have a deck be like, Beyonce or Britney? Trans rights, reclamation of the word fag. Like, so... I was like, uh, I don't know. I think they're they're different. Like, why are yeah. we pitting them against Apples each other? But, you know, we had continued our stilted conversations. And he then tells me, after it becomes clear that the bar we're at is pretty dead, you know, there's not much going on. He says to me that we should go to a different bar that he knows the owner of. And that is pretty fun. And so we got to this bar. First of all, I don't know why it did but this bar smelled really 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 good it smelled like christmas trees and thyme and a little bit of like almost grapefruit it was so, a oh very shit some good ass candles in there wow. it, yeah. Uh, it, yeah it really stuck with you also also i kind of think that like every Olafactory. place in harry potter smells like that yes yes it was very british very good smelling but in this bar actually was more fun. There was a very big dance floor. There was great live music upstairs. There was a great DJ downstairs. But we went downstairs to the DJ, to where the DJ was. And he turns to me, goes into his pockets, and pulls out earplugs. Earplugs. And he's like, yeah, you know, you really don't want your ears to be ringing in the next morning. And I'm just looking at him being like, I really actually want to kill you. Like, I, I think that you're the worst person I've met in the last 48 years and i'm (laughs) but again i have a phobia of being mean to people so i just was going along with it he has these earplugs in his ears he is dancing i'm just 
cringing at whatever he's doing, but it does not occur to me to just ditch him. And we finally, we left that bar after he came to talking to the owners of the bar, who he did legitimately know. He was not lying about that's that. That's good. Okay. And then okay, that's we, good. from he's there- He's weird, we were, but he's not a liar. He's not a liar. We were in Soho. So we went to a very famous gay bar in London called GAY, mm-hmm. if you, any of you guys have heard of it. And we were in GAY and I don't, I probably was not doing a very good job of telegraphing with my movements that I was not into him because he started getting very handsy and very grabby at mm. that point. And I was just trying to, you know, I'm going to show you guys that I was just trying yeah, to so for viewers at home. dance away. Yeah. Um, He's moving away. Yeah. I was dancing away. They'll see it. It's yeah. And for, and for viewers that want to see that they can pay. A monthly subscription. They can pay a monthly fee to be able to see Tommy dance. On Patreon. So yeah. like... <laughs> Check out our OnlyFans. <laughs> yeah, we have an OnlyFans account. It's just Tommy dancing. Yeah. <laughs> so we. So you're trying to move away. Yeah. I'm trying to move away, and I had had a few cocktails at this point, and he says, "Hey, why don't we go back to my place and get a few drinks before we head back out?" And I couldn't. I could never in a million years explain to you why I agreed to go back to his place with him, thinking that we were going to go out. And so I get back to his place with him. We He tries to play show tunes. To oh, no. Show nice. tunes. Theater yeah. gays. <laughs> the theater gays, I, full offense, don't deserve rights. And <laughs> I'm going to... So I'm listening to the Book of Mormon, the Turn It Off, song from the book of mormon which when someone else who wasn't him played it to me i actually did enjoy right but so i'm in his apartment somehow like after 15 minutes i'd been there it became clear to me that he had no intention of leaving the apartment he was making very bedroomy gestures and his body language was tilted towards his bedroom right and i do not know what and the next in a series of decisions that I will never understood why I make, I decided in my slightly drunk, maybe more than slightly head, making out with him would buy me some time. So I started <laughs> making out with him. And after I did that, it became clear that he thought that I also wanted to go back into his bedroom, which I had absolutely no intention of doing. And so I quickly tried to shrink away and said that I had to pee. And yeah. I don't. I I called my friend who was back in New York, and I asked her if she could call me with a fake emergency. And so I did that. She called me fake crying and said, um, "You know, I'm talking to my ex boyfriend, and I don't know what yeah. was going. On. I don't yeah. really know what will be happening right now." And. While he, while I was on this call, he goes into the bathroom and I started walking over. And the next thing I knew, I was haphazardly throwing my shoes on and opening the door, sprinting out of his apartment. I sprinted out of his apartment, which was in on the Strand in central London. And as I got out the door, I tripped and fell. <gasps> and my elbow was bleeding profusely. And I got back up. My shoes were not fully on. And I started running. And... <laughs> I came to this alley and I ducked <laughs> into the alley because he had come after me a little bit. Oh no. 
I went into this alley, which was behind a restaurant, and I was hiding. I was ducking behind a dumpster, and I looked up, and there was a waitress named Christina. She was from Romania, who was smoking a cigarette back there. And she looks down at me, and she goes, "You need the cigarettes." And so she <laughs> handed me a cigarette, and I smoked a cigarette with her. And I just love how you you hate confrontation so much that you sprinted out of an apartment and hid behind a dumpster. Yeah. And then and then smoked a cigarette with a Romanian <laughs> who is bleeding. Yeah. Like you, also, you she were, sounds like she bleeding. was awesome. Also, yeah, and you were she, bleeding, but also you remember you remember the waitress's name, but not his name, because <laughs> she was like that. Because you're like that's a positive memory with her. She is the mother I've never had, the sister I everyone deserves, <laughs> the friend everyone wants, as Oprah wants. The Oprah, Oprah Winfrey. She is the mother I've never had. Show-stopping, incredible, talented, brilliant. Yeah, yeah. So I'm. I've not been on a date as bad as that since then. I've been on boring dates. I've been on successful dates. I've been on dates with assholes who I still have had sex with, but I have not had a worse date since that. It but sounds like sure. you literally went to fight or flight, and yeah, you put, I did. Flight. I like before I knew what was going on, I was running. Like something about that man put you like into like an instinctual. Like evolutionary based. Yeah, mode. like yeah. It was like he was a woolly mammoth. And <laughs> I was going back to when I was a caveman in Siberia. Right, like exactly. <laughs> it was quite an experience. <laughs> that's also less than yeah, a year ago. It's crazy yeah. that that was less than a year ago. That's Did why. you tell Christina what happened? I, I I'm I probably gave her some details. Yeah. I don't think I gave her the whole story. But she's our best ally. Yeah. <laughs> Some may say that she threw a brick at the wall. <laughs> yeah, no, she's definitely on the wall. Oh, shit, you guys don't know the wall. What's the wall? You don't know. So, oh, no, I will tell you guys. So my friends and I, my housemates from last year, one day, I, I've, as I told you earlier, I was on the swim team at Tufts. And... We get it. You were well, on the swim team. team. <laughs> yeah, Sorry. Team a very uh, uncharacteristically queer-friendly place in Ooh. collegiate sports. That's um, amazing. So me and a few of my teammates and housemates, and some of them who were my housemates at the time, were talking about who we decided that the biggest gay icon on our team was. <laughs> and the criteria we came up with for being a gay icon was that you had to be an unreliable narrator and you had to be a messy bitch who lives for drama. And so around the same time, we, my housemates and I were on a little bit of a addiction to Mario Kart where we would play Mario Kart every single day. And so I'm not sure that you guys know this, but Waluigi is canonically gay. Okay, yeah, actually, yeah. <laughs> no, wait, really? No, I didn't know that. Waluigi no is gay. I knew I knew so, that like the female Yoshi was like Twitter. canonically the first trans Mario character. I did not know about Waluigi though. Holy shit! So it was it was last fall. It was the fall of my junior year. So it was at the same time that the hap- conversation around who was the biggest gay icon on the team and our Mario Kart addiction. They were both happening simultaneously. And when we would play Mario Kart, we always all four of my housemates we would all choose the same character, the same car. And I was always Waluigi because while the first time we played, I was like, Waluigi's gay. I got to be Waluigi. Right. 
And we started developing, we would develop little ticks that we would say in our characters when we were playing Mario Kart. So when I, as Waluigi, would pass one of my housemates, I would not say that Waluigi just passed you. I would be like, the gay community just passed you. You <laughs> as the gay community. And I would always go on the Flame Flyer motorcycle because I would say every time I selected it, Waluigi goes on the Flame Flyer because he's a flaming homosexual. And... So these two things were happening at the same time. Right. And then one day we had, my housemate is from New England and is a huge Patriots fan. So we had a bunch of people over to watch Sunday Night Football, which mm -hmm. I didn't give a shit about, but I sat in the living room because I'm an extrovert and I crave attention. Mm -hmm. And we were talking about our Mario Kart playing and the biggest gay icon on our team at the same time. And what was happening. And somehow the gays in the room overruled the straights in the room. And we decided to talk about Okay, we decided that Carly Rae Jepsen threw the first brick at Stonewall, Waluigi <laughs> threw the second Stonewall, and we decided to come up with a list of people who we decided were gay icons who threw a brick at Stonewall. <laughs> and then we got a whiteboard, and we got a bunch of pictures of construction paper, and we decided, we went down through the list that is comprised of people who threw a brick at Stonewall. So we started with, you know, some interesting like, you know, Waluigi, Ellen, not Ellen Gilbert. She <laughs> called the cops at Stonewall. Uh, <laughs> uh, Christy Carlson Romano, who played okay. Kim Possible and Ren right. Stevens. Yeah. Uh, Alanis Morissette, Lady Gaga, Marsha P. Johnson, of course, uh, a lot of other people. A Birkin bag, Malaysia Flight 370. <laughs> um, the Last Empress of China, Chi Shi. Uh, Whitney Houston, frowny face. And, yeah, rest in peace. But ever since then, that list has been growing. And it's mm -hmm. currently, ever since I've moved out of that apartment, we've had, there are now probably over 300 entries on the list. And the, like, the most recent addition was Kate Winslet because we somehow forgot to add her after all these years. Like, the state of Wyoming yeah. is on the list. And... <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> so there's just like a long list of gay icons that are currently stuck to my fridge back in Boston. And I think that Chris, as a tie back in, I think that Christina, the waitress from, I don't remember what the restaurant was called, who gave me a cigarette on that night of my terrible date. I think she should be added. Yeah. She definitely be added. I think yeah. so too. I just want to say thank you. Um, that, that, just, that story just made me feel so enlightened. And thank you for enlightening our listeners. Um, that just made me feel the most at peace I felt in weeks. So thank you. Did you throw a brick? What? Sorry, you I broke up. Christy Carlson Romano threw a brick. Yes. <laughs> Even Stevens. It all adds up when you think about it. She's so hot. Like, ugh. you know who else is really hot? AOC. She's so hot. Yeah, she's a spite, like, very hot. But also. Um, who else is Oh, she threw a brick. AOC? Yeah. Yeah. yeah somebody else I was thinking of from that Disney Channel era who I was like, I would be a little girl and I'd be like, wow. Beans. Um, is. <laughs> Beans, yeah. <laughs> we're going to do an OnlyFans break. Yeah, we're going to do our OnlyFans break. Oh, yeah, charge that. <laughs> yeah, Tommy, you, you want to be here. Kidding. <laughs> um, can we start budgeting? Kind I, of, 
about who Caroline Calloway is. I could literally do... Who is she? She's I an Instagram personality? I have... Yes. I would is never she... want to see her OnlyFans, though. I don't like... that. I wouldn't I wouldn't pay for that. It's $50 a month. That's very expensive. <laughs> That's... I know. I just realized that my parents are probably listening to this whole... We <laughs> 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 just go on and on about... So, Austin, uh, you know, we just want to take some time to, talk to thank our Patreon subscribers. And uh, I guess if you're wondering, what is a Patreon... Uh, well, Austin, uh, what is Patreon for those who... So for the uninitiated, Patreon is a website where you can support independent creators and artists and anybody like that. Uh, and you basically pay a monthly fee. You, you pay a monthly subscription almost, right? Uh, for us, the minimum is $2. And with that, you get access to like exclusive content. Like for us, you get access to video episodes, to bonus episodes that uh, that like are we create from unused content from past episodes we like put them together as a bonus episode uh and you know there there are higher tiers of support they go all the way from two dollars to ten dollars and there's a couple tiers in between and you get like stuff with that right and why we need that money is that this isn't free to do uh and it's actually takes a little bit of money to do so like you help us like be able to keep doing this per week every week and uh, without your support, uh, we really couldn't do this. And we appreciate you guys so much uh, for the people that already support us. So we want to thank people like who, guys? Who do we want to thank? Monica. Monica. I want to thank. And, my, and Milo. <laughs> Monica and, and Monica Milo. Monica and Milo. Alex. Ames. Other oh, Austin. Annie. No, you. Can you. What? You skipped a name. I didn't get it in time. I'm just going from memory. Oh, oh you, you Alex, did... Ames, Annie, Austin, Garrett, Janice, John, Kara, Kara. Monica, Nicole, Paul, 60617, Tracy. Thank you all so much. Oh, we should talk about one of our of our patrons. His last time we spoke about well, we, we we've talked about Kara before, we've talked about Monica, uh talked we've about talked about Alex. We 60, have 60617. <laughs> we can talk about 60617. TikTok extraordinaire. TikTok extraordinaire. Uh, TikTok uh, sensation. TikTok bombshell. Really, the TikTok equivalent of a regional celebrity. Really proud of everything you've done. And yeah, big fans of you here. His account is like a lucid fever dream. It is. Uh, which it really is. Like his, you know, like his videos are great. Uh, he's a really nice dude. He actually went to Berkeley for a bit, and he and he was doing opera singing there. So yes, he's actually he's a really talented singer. Extremely talented opera singer. Live streams, and you can like request him to sing a song, and he'll play it on his ukulele and sing it. And he's actually really good. He's a it's like very fantastic. Check him out on TikTok uh, and YouTube. Stixie six one seven. Yes. So thank you so much for supporting us. We love you so much. All right. Like should we get uh, Should we get back to the episode and get back to Tommy? Yeah. Yeah. John, it's the, yeah, or she has a question. Go. No, for it. I forget it. <laughs> okay, all right. It'll come to me. It'll come to me. What? Uh, yeah. Well. Yeah. I'll wait mm -hmm. for you. Um, oh, John, don't ask this one yet. This is so. Those are the last two. Don't ask. So uh, what's the? Let's see. Oh, what, when was your sexual debut? Yeah. When was your yes. sexual debut? 
Like when I lost my virginity. <laughs> we ask it that way because for some people, because we, we we would say that, and we found that like with some people, they were like, like, like e- either they had like a traumatic, uh, like they lost their virginity story, or it was more like they they lost their virginity, but they felt like when they really found their like stride as like a sexual being, that was their sexual debut. So like, like for some sexual... people, it's like oh yeah. So like it just dep- we 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 tried to okay, phrase it different. I you gotcha, know? I gotcha. Yeah, I lost my virginity. I was 15. It was just like this guy I knew, you know, sex. Uh, I would not say that I made my sexual debut until I was probably like eight, 17 or 18, though. Okay. Yeah. Um, many a hookup in the trunk of my Ford Ed, my 2008 Ford Edge. <laughs> and you try to get fi- edged in your edge? Sorry. Yeah, I I did never get edged in my edge. I did get blown and blow and get fucked and fuck in my edge but i did okay. not get edged in my edge <laughs> but we I also did, did you grow up 15. oh in maryland okay yeah yeah i grew up in maryland so okay. yeah i was skulking around the washington the dmv as they call the it the dmv yeah the 703 <laughs> my my parents live in uh alexandria mm, i never go to virginia but <laughs> Do you have any stories? Sorry, this is so random, but do you have any stories from DC? Because when I lived there, there was just it just seemed like there were so many gay men there. See, I use my DC gay stories are all the fact that I I just in general have hooked up with a lot of people who are not from the US. Um like Rock on. You're a cultural I, ambassador. I, tend to, I don't know. I mean, I'm not saying He's I have not hooked up with a lot of people who are from the US, but <laughs> I definitely But he's not ethnocentric and that's what I'm yeah. not I definitely took it I definitely like to take advantage of the fact that there is a very large international contingent in DC. Um oh, like yeah. my my parade of nations that have come up my butthole has been very diverse and very <laughs> the entire UN and very yeah. episode yeah, title Parade of Nations from continent to continent. <laughs> but I can't think of any good DC story. I got my you I did a map, taken at a world map town and put yeah, like pins. If you remember that, I, I like what I did. Like, even though John was interrupting you, I did like what he said, which was that you should get like one of those travel maps and put it in your wall. But instead of where you traveled, it's where people you've had sex with are from. Ooh, so you can like put like a little a pin globe. on the map. Yeah, yeah like a, or like a globe. Yeah, yeah. They come like you're so cultured. And you're like, yes, I am cultured. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> people are like, oh my god, you traveled so much. <laughs> All right, Tommy. <laughs> Let him choose granola or whatever. So, Tommy, <laughs> yes. what's your definition of love? Do you know who Caroline? Okay. <laughs> I, remembered I, do know who I remembered my question that I had for when you came back. Right. I do know who Caroline Okay. I'm what's so sorry. That's, I ruined that love? question. She, I was that woman it. who wrote that? What is my definition of love? My definition of love, I would say. My definition of love is when I come to someone and they tell me in very excruciating detail who Caroline Calloway is. (laughs) Um, What is no? What is my definition of? I think you love someone when, in any when any change happens how that change affects that person comes to your mind immediately. That yeah. seems to me what the definition of love is. Like if there's a change, if for example, coronavirus happens, 
mm-hmm. what that person is doing, what that person is feeling, how that person is coping. I think that that is what the definition of love between another person is. Mm-hmm. I think that love in very general is something, I think that love is something you can come home to. Like mm-hmm. it engenders a feeling of home in you, whether that's good, bad, whether that's towards a person, a place. I think that love between any person and a place, between a person and a thing, between a person and an idea, it's something that you can come home to. Like something that feels like, even if it's something new to you, it feels like you're coming home to it. I don't know if it's because we're in quarantine, but that just made me emotional. No, I was, yeah, no, Probably that... because we're but I also, <laughs> <laughs> I also liked what you said about like when something changes or something happens, they're the first person you think about. Cause I think that's true for all types of love also, because I don't know when this all well, starts yeah, think... Yeah. Well, cause I think in that different... love yeah. in so many ways can be toxic. It can be very fulfilling. It can be very, you know, therapeutic. It can be encompassing but I think that you know I'm thinking about for example something that comes to mind is like the relationship between like Jamie and Cersei in Game of Thrones that's so clearly love but it's so toxic and it's so dysfunctional but it's still love I think that coming home to something is like love it's something that creates a home for you mentally and physically and emotionally and I think that when you can come home to something, that's what love feels like. Because I think love is something that creates home in your mind. I like that a lot. I like that a lot too. That's nice. No um, two people said I need ever wine had... to sharpen my wit. <laughs> All right. So before Georgina, no two people have ever said to, had the same answer. Definition. Yeah, that's true. Nobody has. Um, before Georgina asked this last question, do you have any other stories you'd like to regale us with? Any any embarrassing like any embarrassing things you've said or done on dates or anything like that before we before we do our send off question? You know, there's many times I've made many a bad joke. <laughs> I have accidentally offended a I was on a date with a Polish guy once and I accidentally offended him with a Stalin joke that he did not find funny. Um, <laughs> oh no. But, but no, I th- can't really think of anything too egregious that I haven't said yet. All right, cool. So, Georgia, you oh, want to hit him with that? Oh, we covered right. a lot of bases. Yeah. Oh, does he, he, I was once, one. my freshman year of college, I was walked in on in the <gasps> mid-process of eating a pizza off of someone's butt cheek. Can you explain <laughs> how you got to that? You can't just drop that and say, how did that happen? So my freshman year roommate and I did not get along very well. Okay. Um, this is a great start. Yes. I already like this. But we were, he was on my swim team with me. Um, mm-hmm. He quit the swim team after one year. But so we had agreed to be roommates. And then once we actually met each other, because we had just been texting back and forth, we were like, oh, we like a lot of the same things, blah, 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 blah. And then I met him and I was like, ooh, you're really quiet. And I'm really not quiet. Yeah. Um. Like, after, like, a month, it became clear that our situation was not working out. But, you know, we were roommates, and we were on the same swim team together. Yeah. But this was probably around Halloween time. And I was at this frat party that I knew that a lot of my friends who were on the swim team were at. And 
I met this guy and we were making out in the basement and we, it was still pretty early. It was probably around 10 PM. We were like, Ooh, why don't we go back to our room? So we went back to my room and, you know, we were hooking up there and I figured that my friend would not my friend, my roommate, (laughs) definitely not my friend. Um, (laughs) would still be at that party because you know those parties tended to go pretty late so we were hooking up and we were having sex for a while and eventually we were both pretty we had both been drinking so we were both pretty drunk and we both were like kind of like ugh, this is tiring (laughs) let's just go to bed and then he said oh i'm kind of hungry and i was like well i'm kind of hungry too you know we're both drunk we haven't eaten in a while yeah. So we ordered a Domino's pizza. Of course. And you know, we were knew what kind of I think was. we were probably watching exactly. Yeah. We were probably watching some kind of television show or comedy Netflix special. But eventually we were the pizza got there and we were eating the pizza and he turns to me and he goes, you know, it would be really hot. And I was a uh, hot slice what? of pizza like, on my ass. Sorry. I was like, you eat this pizza off of my body. And I was like, I'm drunk. That sounds so fast, fucking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so I laid out on my twin extra long bed and I put the pizza put pizza slices on both of my nipples. Uh-huh. And I had him eat up to the crust on both of my nipples. Wow. And it, it, it was hot. And I yeah. was like, you know, I'm into this. And so I, <laughs> I was like, you turn over. So I put a pizza slice on his left butt cheek. And I was eating the pizza. I ate up to the first pepperoni, up <laughs> his butt cheek. I, as right before I was chomping down on the second little row of pepperoni, because you know Domino's has that shit down to a science. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I was chomping down and I hear my big fireproof door jingling and i look up and then bursts into the door who else bursts in the door but my roommate george and (laughs) i looked up at him me naked eating a pizza off of a naked butt cheek of another (laughs) man and i was like i don't eat yeah second and he slams he was like (laughs) and slams the door (laughs) and uh, <laughs> and then he moved out after the first semester. Wow. Hey. <laughs> so you know what? And... A win-win in the end for you. Yeah. All right, Georgie, you want to ask that final question? Yeah, sure. So this goes really well question. with our final question, actually. John, um... John's also like going super emo MySpace right now. All of his lights are off. It's like because <laughs> the yeah. sun is set. He's like. Oh, look at it. There we go. Oh, light. Nice little lamp. He's back. Look All right, Georgina, okay. last question. Um, So, you know the game Fuck, Mary Kill? Fuck, Mary Kill. Yes, I do. Yeah. Okay. So, Fuck, Mary Kill with the three of us. Hmm. For some reason, delivering that over Skype feels more weird. <laughs> feels weird. Feels well, sort I of mean... like a Megaly, you know what I mean? <laughs> it feels so Megaly. Yeah, it does a little bit. I'm... Yeah gay so yeah kill me it's okay like, you can honestly murder me dead but I, I would appreciate it okay <laughs> i'm also oh, open to marriage hard. so fuck us to marriage or kill them <laughs> can you say okay i need to make sure that you know if i ever need to produce an heir 
Okay. That's, yeah. Fair. To protect, to protect, to make sure your property to gets handed down line. to your eldest yeah. son. Exactly. <laughs> Primogenture. <laughs> yeah. I, I've always been a big in heraldry. Okay. I do have my family crest that's in framed in my childhood bedroom. So. Okay. There you go. Okay. So John's frozen. Should Georgie, should I just sign us off without John? I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I well, um, Tommy, thank you for coming on the podcast. Thank we really appreciate so it. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thank this you so much. Uh, and uh, for everybody uh, out there that's listening, thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you don't want to donate uh, to our Patreon, the best thing you can do is to like tell a friend about us and like leave us a review on iTunes. Uh, you in the donate Apple if you're a brick. <laughs> you, <laughs> you hear donate? that, folks? Yeah, How we're... can you turn that one down? You can't turn it down. You'll become you a gay can't. icon. Um, yeah. If you donate. Um, but uh, yes, thank you so much for listening. Um, Georgie, do you have any words for our oh, listeners? Yeah. Be kind to yourselves and others around you today, particularly the people that you're quarantined with. Uh, but be compassionate with yourself because we're all in a tough situation right now. Um, and respect your own boundaries and other people's boundaries. Wow, yes, that and has gotten so much longer. It is- really has. The, like, the COVID has made it longer. And I'll do John's sign off, which is, uh, which is what is it? Uh, yeah, call I'll call your- it. Call call your maternal figure. See how they're doing if you're not already quarantined with them at home. Yeah. Or you could. Okay. I mean, switch things up. Yeah. You, you, yeah. Like go yeah, into it, a different room and just call. Yeah. Like that'd I be hope, a nice surprise, you know? Yeah. I hope John's computer just didn't shut down and he lost everything, but we'll see. Yeah. <laughs>